0: Hello and welcome to Cosmic Musings Presents The Week Ahead, your weekly astrology forecast chat that grants insight into the energetic backdrop of the cosmos each week. I'm Cory Ann, aka The Witch at the Crossroads, here to grant you clarity and foresight and helping you imbue magic into the mundane. We are coming off of a pretty active week that granted us a Mercury Kazemi Uh, saw the transition into Capricorn season with the winter solstice and also brought us an opposition between Venus and Uranus. We are still amidst a Mercury retrograde as we continue to navigate all of the fun, be that word, being used facetiously or in a genuine way of the holiday season. How are you feeling as we transition into this week? What have you been up to? What are you into lately? What is your emotional support content that is getting you through the holidays? I had mentioned my gripes with Wheel of Time last week, and I finished season two um, just yesterday at the time of recording this. And, you know, when you can separate the entity as a, a TV show separate from the book, it really is phenomenal and probably some of the best fantasy we've gotten in a while as well. And um, so if you're a fantasy nerd, if you're not familiar, Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime is is a really good show, especially if you haven't read the books or are open to it being different from the books, but really phenomenal. I'm also looking forward to getting going with all of my non-negotiable Christmas content, Christmas movies that I watch every year. I am not a huge Christmas person, but I do have certain holiday movies that are uh, that I look forward to watching every year and are just non-negotiable viewing. So I'm excited to watch M- Muppet Christmas Carol is a big one, of course. Family Stone is another one that I watch every year. I um, Also, Little Women is a really big one that's been close to my heart since I was very young. And so I think this year I'm going to be watching all the Katherine Hepburn version and the 1984 and Greta Gerwig's and maybe watch them sequentially. So looking forward to that. Anyways, we are entering this week, the week of Monday, December 25th through Sunday, December 31st with the sun at four degrees Capricorn and the moon at 24 degrees Gemini. And like I said, we have a Mercury retrograde going on in the background of all of this. So let's go ahead and dive right in. On Monday, December 25th, we have a trine between Venus and Scorpio and Neptune and Pisces perfecting at 12.02 p.m. Eastern. That is happening with each of those planets at 24, almost 25 degrees of their respective signs. This trine brings a supportive connection between intensely passionate Venus and Scorpio and dreamy, ethereal Neptune and Pisces. I think that this trine grants a very harmonious flow of loving and spiritual energy that comes from a place of deep desire. I think that this trine also kind of grants a bit of empathy and compassion, which can always be pretty helpful to kind of feel supported by around the holidays. And if you celebrate Christmas, I feel like this shrine, or even if you don't celebrate Christmas, I feel like this shrine is something that is granting us a really incredibly nostalgic yet slightly melancholic feeling that has a certain suitability for Christmas or just holiday season in general. To me, it definitely feels like just a bit of encouragement to kind of just engage in watching nostalgic Christmas movies, maybe some older Christmas movies, maybe some slightly spooky, slightly existential Christmas movies, like A Christmas Carol or something, Uh, things that kind of break or even Little Women. There's definitely a melancholy to Little Women anyways. So You know, I feel like this trying kind of exemplifies a certain energy that is so pervasive around the holidays that combines this idea of like deep nostalgia and like looking back on the past through these rose colored lenses and kind of leaning into this nostalgic past while also kind of having that you know, Memento Mori-esque melancholy and morbidness kind of hovering over it all. And knowing that it's all fleeting is that, that kind of Venus and Scorpio creeping in as well. Moving forward to Tuesday, December 26th, at 10.16 a.m. Eastern, we have a lunar ingress into Cancer, so setting us up to go straight towards that Cancer full moon which is perfecting at 7.34 p.m. Eastern with the moon at 4 degrees Cancer, sun at 4 degrees Capricorn, of course. So not only do we have a domicile full moon here, but the chart of this full moon also features a trine between the moon at 4 degrees Cancer and Saturn at 2 degrees Pisces, as well as a sextile between the moon at 4 degrees Cancer and Jupiter at 5 degrees Taurus. So of course, as I said, As always, a full moon in Cancer brings the moon into peak fullness in the moon's own sole sign of domicile. And this is a moon in its own full authority, answering to no dispositors, but simply granting us an uninhibited, undiluted, uninfluenced lunar expression. And other than that opposition to the sun, the only aspects being made to the moon in this chart of the full moon. Are a supportive trine to saturn and a sextile to jupiter so we're not seeing any clashing We're not seeing any planets throwing in any obstacles or making demands through the moon, this full moon. And by that, I mean that we don't really have any planets by square kind of demanding your attention or confrontation in order to really reap the energy that this full moon offers up. This full moon grants an energy of giving your love, nurturance, and attention to something that you've been working really hard at cultivating. It is a deeply sensitive full moon that is here to intuit a practical vision to building a bridge from your inner sensitivities and finding providing a way to build a bridge that allows those sensitivities to find a place in social spaces. So Jupiter and Saturn, are two social planets, have an interpersonal quality to them. They sit in this space between the inner, the personal, and the outer, the generational, and the collective. And so they can kind of serve as this bridge from kind of taking what's inward and putting it outward and kind of putting it into the collective Also looking at full moons as a moment of culmination and release that is in relation to their new moon predecessor. So in this case, that would be this past summer's new moon in Cancer. Jupiter and Saturn are perhaps here to serve as support in that idea of release and culmination. With Jupiter and Saturn, we're looking at these ideas and qualities of expansion, contraction, or ascension and constriction. And with both of these in a supportive position in relation to the moon, and of course this configure configuration also means that Jupiter and Saturn are sextile to one another. So perhaps they are here to provide us with a little bit of support around allowing those two qualities to work in harmony with one another rather than inhibiting one another and helping us recognize that when our principle of growth is in harmony with our principle of discipline and consistency, we are able to grow in a sustainable way. We're able to engage in that Jupiterian process of ascension and expansion Knowing that we've built foundations that are there to support longevity and that we're building and growing from a grounded place. I also think that this full moon has a certain encouragement of softness to it. With cancer, in you know, we have the crab who is protected by an outer shell who retreats into their own shell for safety, but within that, the crab is soft and tender. And so I think that this full moon is also asking us to consider the possibility. Of where there is space for that softness within the collective, and maybe even encouraging us to consider what can happen when we don't immediately retreat out of instinct, but rather allow ourselves to lead with our softness. And also, you know, embracing and knowing that we have claws <laughs> or the tools that we need to protect ourselves when we come up against something that we need to protect ourselves from. And finally, this full moon, I think, also kind of auspiciously aligns with being at the holidays and the sign of cancer. We're concerned with ideas of memory and nostalgia mothering and familial lineage and so this full moon is just granting us a moment of release just after christmas just after pushing past the kind of peak of the holidays and it's perhaps offering us up a moment of release around whatever it is that you need in that moment for when it comes to those themes so whether you've just spent the holidays with family and that brought certain things up for you or if you were away from family and that brought something up for you or if you Elected to hold certain boundaries with your family or, you know, even if you spent the holidays with chosen family and that brought something up for you. Regardless of what your circumstances around this holiday season might have been, this full moon is really offering up a moment of release from any expectations that you've possibly felt burdened by through the holidays and maybe even a little bit of a catharsis moment for you to kind of look inward and provide yourself with a little bit of nurturance, whatever that may look like. So this full moon is really offering us a lot, a lot of potential, a lot of support, which I think is a really lovely way to kind of ease ourselves out of holidays and move towards the new year. So bringing us to Wednesday, December 27th, we have two things happening on this day and energetically, they are kind of at odds with one another. So first, uh, chronologically, we have the sun and Capricorn trining Jupiter in Taurus and that is perfecting at 1026 a.m. with each of those celestial bodies at five degrees of their respective signs. And this is a very hopeful, expansive, and optimistic connection here in the signs of Taurus and Capricorn. We're looking at flowing and positive and helpful conversation around our senses of ambition and practicality and how we can kind of supportively bring those two qualities together. And so here with the Sun in Capricorn trining Jupiter and Taurus, we're perhaps seeing an imbument of that practical optimism that Jupiter and Taurus grants us in relation to the kind of future planning and honing our ambition and goals that the Sun in Capricorn is orienting us to as we move through Capricorn season. That seasonal engagement of considering what we've accomplished this year and how how we want that to feed into our vision for next year how we want to direct our ambition and drive moving into 2024 and how we can kind of move forth and orient ourselves towards what's next now the other thing we have happening on wednesday is a conjunction between mercury and mars and this is happening at 24 degrees sagittarius and perfecting at 7:28 p.m eastern And this is an interesting one because by principle, of course, we're looking at our communications and our combativeness, and we're looking at those two things kind of Blending together. It's not a super harmonious conjunction. It may be a little bit provoking. We're in a fire sign nonetheless, so there's a bit of a shorter fuse, so to speak. And this is happening under the influence of, you know, that being an orb of a square to Neptune. So moments of conflict may be a little bit confusing. There may be a bit of fog casted over the truth of the matter. That being said, This is also happening very close to being in opposition to where Mars stationed retrograde in Gemini in late October of 2022, uh, which happened one degree away when Mars stationed retrograde at 25 degrees Gemini. So in that sense, this conjunction can really serve as a moment of looking back to that time and considering what has come to fruition from that Mars retrograde period, that extended time of Mars moving through Gemini, which was, you know, Mars entered Gemini in August and didn't cross back over those later degrees until March. And in that sense, with that in mind, this conjunction can serve as a moment of looking back to that time and considering what has come to fruition from that Mars retrograde. What was a struggle then and how has it ironed itself out or how has it kind of worked out have you, you know, really been, um, you know, taking on the responsibility of bringing things into action that have kind of worked out conflicts uh, since that time, and you know, just in general, what has been going on since then, and how is what you're feeling right now or doing right now related to that time? And here we're on the Gemini Sagittarius axis, so we're looking at this juxtaposition between an inclination to ask questions versus an inclination to seek an answer. And so perhaps there were some questions that were coming up for you throughout that extended Mars and Gemini period and that Mars retrograde especially, that now with a, over a year's perspective, you feel maybe that you have arrived at sort of a philosophical or even spiritual answer for. So it is also perhaps Um, offering us up a moment to really reflect on that and you know since we have mercury in the mix here this could maybe be a moment to really journal around what kind of ideas or reflections come up with that all right so moving on to thursday december 28th we have mars in sagittarius squaring neptune in pisces This is perfecting around 5 p.m. Eastern, and it is happening with each of those planets at 25 degrees of their respective signs. And this is kind of a challenging one. I think the tension of moving into this square is definitely going to kind of influence the vibe of the week overall. A square between Mars and Neptune is not easy. Mars wants to go. Mars wants to take action and wants to thrust forward. And Neptune is nebulous and confusing and casts a fog over that drive to take action and instead asking us, where are you even going? What are you even doing? And what is any of this for? And collectively, we are all quite familiar with the struggle that comes from a Mars-Neptune square because we had three of them through the end of 2022 and into the beginning of 2023, which was a characterizing feature of Mars retrograde and Mars's extended time in Gemini. So this square is interesting because we're getting another callback to that Mars retrograde and Mars' extended time in Gemini and, you know, those three squares to Neptune being such a big part of the kind of the energy that was cast over that time. And now those were opening squares or squares moving away from where Mars and Neptune would have conjuncted one another and started a cycle between those two planets. And now we are at a closing square or a square with Mars, the faster of the two, moving back towards Neptune, bringing us to the final quarter of the cycle between these two planets that we're currently in and bringing us into a new Mars-Neptune cycle. Now we've had a lot of Sag-Pisces squares as we've been rounding out Sagittarius season As planets have kind of been moving through those later degrees of Sagittarius, and as Neptune or not Neptune, sorry, Mercury has been retrograding back into Sagittarius. So, if you've been listening the last few episodes, the last few weeks, you've probably heard me speak multiple times towards the way that each of these signs, the way that Sagittarius and Pisces each bring us into relation with spirituality, and the way each of these signs kind of brings us to these two different faces of spirituality and these two different kind of means in the way that, you know, spirituality is utilized by humanity. And, you know, with Sagittarius, we're being brought into the realms of what we can create through our spirituality. We're in that principle of fire. We're kind of in pursuit of something. And on the other hand, Pisces, as a water sign, we're kind of being asked what we can dissolve with our spirituality as we're in the element of water. So Mars in Sagittarius is a bit of a defender of spiritual truth and kind of You know, acting as a trailblazer on that pursuit of what can be constructed and, you know, what is worth fighting for, sometimes to the point of being a little bit dogmatic. And, you know, on the other hand, we have Neptune and Pisces that's maybe asking us to imagine the possibility when we dissolve certain barriers and certain structures and systems that are wielded in the name of spirituality. And Mars is asking us to consider how we can bravely approach that through a framework that prioritizes truth or even maybe perhaps how we can imbue the way we take action with spiritual motivations that are a little bit more you know mindful and prioritizing of the collective rather than kind of propping up a singular truth Either way, as far as just the energy that this square is bringing into the week, it is definitely something blurry. It is definitely something foggy. There's kind of this like confused drunkenness about it, like you're trying to make something happen, but you just can't quite, you know, you keep kind of losing the plot or losing losing the motivation or kind of, you know, forgetting where you were going. So just with that in mind, um, you know, navigate with care and um, – I think it it is there is something really valuable about um, possibly, you know, taking some time this week to look back at that Mars retrograde experience and especially those squares of Neptune and Pisces. Now on Friday, December 29th, we have Venus making an ingress into Sagittarius and that is happening at 3:23 p.m. Eastern. And this brings Venus out of detriment, out of passionate and intense and a little bit emo scorpio and into sagittarius. This places Venus and Jupiter in mutual reception with one another through almost all most of January until she makes an ingress into Capricorn on the 23rd. So we have this connection that is going to be kind of carrying us through the end of December and the first, you know, few weeks of January that, you know, grants this connection of support between our two benefics, which is pretty positive. This also brings a bit of levity to the table, a little bit of jovial and generous energy when it comes to love and creativity. I think there's definitely a bit of an indulgent quality to this placement, a little bit of an kind of imbibing and partying quality to this placement. In the realms of excess and imbibement, um, it's definitely a fun way to move towards the new year. It's definitely something fun to carry us into twenty twenty four. Fun New Year's Eve energy uh, and a, a little bit of like a like a bacchanal energy almost. Maybe even kind of having the potential to be excessively hedonistic and sensual. Um, and that is that doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know. Doesn't have to be a bad thing, but just important to. Kind of remember when we're dealing with those Jupiterian principles that really can lead to excess. <laughs> Now finally, on Saturday, December 30th, we have Jupiter stationing direct at 5 degrees Taurus at 9.40 p.m. Jupiter has been retrograde since September 4th, so it's been a few months now of uh, Jupiter's retrograde cycle. So pretty exciting to kind of see that pivot move forward and bring us back through, you know, almost the entirety of the sign of Taurus. And I think that this is going to be a, up And up from now up until when Jupiter enters Gemini, this is going to kind of grant us maybe uh, some time of pushing forward and getting some forward momentum into that area of our life that the house occupied by Taurus that Jupiter has been moving through for most of 2023 at this point. Whereas maybe for the past few months that Jupiter has been moving retrograde, there is has been maybe a call to slow down and kind of assess the pace that we were moving at in certain areas of our life, wherever Jupiter has been transiting from now until you know Jupiter enters Gemini in May this year, uh, or I'm sorry, next year. That will maybe be really seeing that forward momentum and experiencing that sense of luck and optimism when it comes to that part of our chart that Jupiter has been transiting as it's been moving through Taurus. This is also kind of an opportunity to move forward in that area of our life with a little bit more wisdom and kind of that Jupiterian kind of spiritual and philosophical wisdom as well. All right, and that brings us finally to Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. We have a lunar ingress into Virgo that is happening at 6.54 a.m. Eastern, and we are finishing off the week and the year with the sun at 10 degrees capricorn the moon at 8 degrees virgo so this is at 11:59 eastern uh, pm eastern is the way i kind of approach the timing when i state you know the beginning and the end of the week and so this grants us a really lovely trine between the sun and the moon to finish 2023 off on i think which is very sweet and even if you're on the west coast actually uh, you know, three hours later, the moon will be at nine degrees Virgo. So that trine's just tightening. So no matter where you are, we're ending the year off with a trine between the sun and the moon, a really supportive Uh, energy from the luminaries, um, from our inner and uh, outer lights, our nocturnal and diurnal lights. And actually, what's really cute, too, is that with Jupiter at five degrees Taurus, we've got a bit of a grand Earth trine being formed to finish out the year. So even though it's a little bit of a wide orb between Jupiter and the sun there, this trine is lovely nonetheless, granting us this kind of stabilizing and grounding energy between our luminaries and our greater benefic that is giving a little bit of optimism and expansiveness and you know positive vision moving into the future as we transition into 2024 so that's that's just a nice little lovely bonus I think so that is it that is the week of December 25th to December 31st and that is it for 2023. That is the very end of the astrology of 2023, which is wild to think about. Just some general announcements and housekeeping. I do, at the time of recording this, I do still have one open spot for year ahead readings and It is a 40-plus page PDF that serves as a magical and astrological companion that is there for you to return to over and over throughout the year as you navigate the year's transits. I work with clients for these constructively, so you are informing me where you're at as we're ending 2023, and how you're orienting yourself into 2024, the things that feel the most important to you. And I hand select the transits that are supporting that and weave that guidance through each zodiac season. They feature solar return readings that detail your annual perfection and your solar return chart as well as highlighting some of the milestone transit so if you are going through a nodal return or a Saturn return or a Jupiter return or uh, you know something um, very important uh, involving the outer planets that is all detailed in there too. And these readings pick up at January 20th as we enter Aquarius season, as we get that first solar ingress, and they will carry all the way through Capricorn season into 2025. So it's uh, not too late to get one, and it will get to you before that starts. It is a completely bespoke and custom and really special offering. So I have gotten great feedback on these from last year and I just intend on making them even more special and custom and specific this year as well. I also still have some availability on my calendar for one-on-one client sessions through the end of December. Uh, The last week of December, I believe I have some openings. So if you just want to sit in an hour-long session and kind of focus on 2024 and talk about what's next for you, that is also something that's available to do and you will get a recording of your session to return to. Or we don't have to talk about 2024. We can talk about whatever it is that you are wanting to focus on in relation to your birth chart, your transits right now as well. These hour-long sessions are designed to custom suit what you're looking for and what you're looking to get out of our uh, hour-long Zoom-style session. I use Google Meet, but Zoom, it's the same thing. It's all the same thing. It's a video meeting. Now, if you are listening here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, head to my Substack to have Cosmic Musings Presents the Week Ahead delivered straight to your inbox every Sunday, along with aspirationally bi-weekly mini essays and reflections on astrology that is relevant or themes that are relevant and the astrology that reflects them. And one last announcement. I will be leading a workshop in January, uh, probably sometime around the beginning of Aquarius season. I haven't picked an exact date yet, but this workshop is going to be a focus on looking at the outer planets to make personal connections within your birth chart that help guide you towards kind of constructing your sense of purpose within the collective We are really living in a time, I think, where it's becoming really hard to kind of find that connection within the collective and build community. And we are also in a time where we're increasingly really looking out and seeing the need for change and the need for revolution. And when we're kind of stuck in this capitalistic framework, it can be really challenging to look at where we are and see how we can be a part of that. Sometimes it can be really overwhelming to kind of feel like the gifts that you have don't fit into the collective. It doesn't fit into the vision that you see shaping the future or even what you're doing right now. And the outer planets, you know, are very correctly understood as these very distant and impersonal forces that signal and kind of point towards generational themes and movements and you know it it can be really hard to kind of understand what they signify on a personal level in the birth chart so in this workshop we are going to use specific techniques that take these outer planets these slow moving you know harbingers of generational movement and change and revolution and we're going to kind of contextualize them into our own birth chart and build personal connections with them that are going to allow us to possibly see a bigger picture of how we fit into offering up our gifts and our strengths within the collective to help be a part of that change that we are wanting to see and even just kind of creating these personal connections that tether us to our understanding of these generational movements. So that's kind of like a meandering way of describing this workshop. Um, I haven't even formally picked out a date yet, so uh, just wanted to kind of do like a soft tease of that first here. If you are interested in that, I would say probably the most direct way to get information is to go follow me on Instagram at the at crossroads. Uh, there's also going to be a link tree in the notes bef- below, um, in this, sh- in the show notes, which will have a link to my Instagram as well. That's the easiest way for you to find it. I have not been very active on Instagram lately. I'm kind of just so over that space and finding it so hard to be motivated to interact with it. Um, but I will say that probably is the most direct way to to follow me um, and get updates as far as, you know, that workshop that's going to be coming up and getting um, details will be announced soon, as well as when my January availability is going to open up um, my books for January, I will be putting my availability up probably in the next few days at the time that this is airing, uh, definitely before January starts. And I also just want to take a quick second to say thank you to anyone who has been listening to this modest little podcast. Uh, with this episode here, as we round out 2023, I have officially been publishing this podcast for six months, which is kind of wild to think about. It's you know by no means the most uh, widely spread or popular astrology podcast out there, but I for for me personally to have been doing something for six months is. Uh, Kind of a big deal. So if you have been listening that whole time, if you started listening recently, whenever that may have been, uh, thank you for your encouragement. And thank you to all the people who have reached out to me and said how much they enjoy starting their week off with this podcast, how it really helps them set the tone for the week. That was my intention. Um, It's kind of hard as a professional astrologer to kind of find ways to find your footing in a comfortable way in like the content creation sphere, or at least it is for me anyways. I struggle with consistency on Instagram and I tend to prefer long format writing, but sometimes that can be really hard to do on a consistent schedule as I have very much proven to myself this year but uh, this somehow has seemed to work (laughs) in in, as far as consistency and continuing to do it. So I appreciate everybody who comes here week after week and spends this time with me. So thank you again. I'm Corey Ann, a.k.a. The Witch at the Crossroads. You can find me on Instagram under that handle find me on Substack. All of those links are down below in the show notes. You're probably already listening to this on Substack, in which case you've found me. So go ahead and give me a follow here so that you can have the week ahead delivered straight to your inbox every week. Astrologically, 2023 has been a lot. It's been a lot for everyone. This year has been really intense and I hope that this year has brought you to a space where you feel ready and motivated to move forward with a vision and with drive and with softness too. And most importantly, are making space to imbue magic into the mundane. There's a lot of really interesting and great astrology coming up in 2024, and I cannot wait to talk about all of it with you here.